Hey guys, we're back. This is the Rut River Pursuits Podcast. I am here on a Monday. Yes, it's Monday, and most people don't get up early on Monday and run around and be really happy, but dude, I am stoked. I'm actually opening up the show this morning. I wasn't going to stop just yet. I didn't even have breakfast, but I walked by Dark Sky Outdoors, and I saw something that stopped me, and I was like, dude, what is that? I actually walked up to try to smell it, and uh, I'm just going to let Tim and Bill tell you all about it, because they're down here in the uh, 4300 out if you do get down here this week. Uh, you'll be hearing this, I, I would imagine, on Tuesday, so you got a little bit of time to get down here. But what stopped me in my tracks? What do you guys do and where are you from? And tell everybody exactly what I'm looking at because I don't stop that in my tracks. I did actually for an electric bike over there. It had to just stop, but that was pretty cool. But this was uh, the second thing that stopped me this morning. Anyhow, I'm Shane, Uncle Bill. Catfish Bill. And I'm Tim. Hi, Tim. What do we got here? We got the smoke tube. I love it. So, you guys, if you walk by this and look at it, it's hypnotizing. First of all, the first thing I thought of right away was wind direction. If it's constantly, it's constantly pumping out smoke like that, I yes. can check my wind direction. But past all that, it's, a, it's actually a scent attractant. Is that right? Yes, a scent at the dispenser. Can you tell them how it works? Well, what we got here is the smoke tube. It's a scent dispenser for the smoke sticks. Mm -hmm. You could buy them in uh, Estrus, Rut Ragers, uh, Curiosities, an all-season blend, and they have bear scents as well, where legal. And, this, and the sticks that Tim's actually, or Bill, I'm sorry, Bill that's actually talking about is they look almost like a, uh, a burning incense yeah. stick, yes. but they now make them in attracting sense. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So if we put one of these in the ground outside, if I just stuck it outside and lit it, those things burn away pretty quick. Yeah, you'll get about a half hour out of them in 40 minutes. And what about with this tube? So we came up with the tube. We're actually getting three and a half to four hours on a good day burn time with the tube. With the same, with the same exact stick? With the yeah. same stick. So we came up with the tube so you don't have to burn it. On, you could burn it on the ground if you want to, but we came up with it mainly for your tree stand because we're big tree stand hunters. So you never have to get out of your uh, tree stand again to go down and light another stick. You just pull it up. We give you the uh, paracord with it. You pull it up. You light another one up. You're burning fresh scent within less than a minute. Lower it back down. You're good to go for another three and a half, four hours. Never have to worry about safety getting out of your tree stand. Unbuckle your harness. Most accidents are, you know, 85% tree stand accidents. Absolutely. So you never have to worry about leaving your uh, tree stand ever again. You never have to worry about messy liquid scents. You never have to worry about them freezing. Right. You know, and when you buy the sticks that we sell, uh, there's no shelf life on them. Once you open them, you want to use them. You yep. will use them, but you could buy them, throw them in your cabinet for next year. You know what I love, too, is I walk in the woods all the time I'm from Pennsylvania. I'm a Pennsylvania hunter. We have an orange army. We have a lot of hunters here. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, we got to share a lot of the same private lands and public lands um, alike. Even, even some of our private lands get kind of booked because, uh, you know, there's so many hunters here. I walk in the woods and see somebody that left a cotton wick dispenser, you know, that they dipped. They lived in a tree. I'm yeah. walking around. I'm like, man, there's a scent. There's a scent. There's a scent. Yep. At least you wouldn't leave this out there. You know, no, take it no. with you. And you say you hang that right from, like, you could hang it from your lock-on, your ladder stand? Yeah, I hang mine, and Tim hangs his right from the platform. You hang it down. We give you 15 feet of cord. Keep it about four to five feet off the ground, and that's it. You can watch it all day for your wind direction. Uh, constantly changes all the time. You have your cover scent because it's constantly say, burning. Yeah, it's not and, just an attractant. It would cover your scent up. And yes. you're attractant. 
you know, we tell a lot of people, and they think we're crazy when we tell them that, yeah. uh, that we don't hunt the wind. I don't hunt the wind. Yeah. Because either. I have this burning all the time. You have a constant visual on it. And it's constantly covering scent. And you act, you killed it. You killed a really nice buck this year over this. Yeah, I killed a nice, uh, a nice nine pointer. Yeah, he's probably 140, 145. Yeah. yeah. And uh, actually, I was burning the rut ragers, and he came out in the field, and and I could see him. He was scent checking something, so uh, I hit him with a half a grunt, and he came in like I pulled him in on the string. Right. And I shot him at 22 yards. I can't imagine how well this would work. In an area like Canada, like where we go hunt bears up in Maine, where there's no other sense. Like in Pennsylvania, there's a guy somewhere you can hear dog barking a lot of times where yeah. we hunt things like that. There's a lot of sense going on. But there's so many back little swampy areas that I, I can hunt in Pennsylvania, Virginia, things like that, that this thing would come up out of the hollow and bring everything down. Versus like Canada and Maine where we go, there's nothing. It, Everything in the area would drag into this, especially like the donut smell. And plus, at Canada, you can't use liquid scents no more. Is that right? And this is a synthetic scent that you could use up in Canada. That's perfect. Yeah. So instead of taking a barrel of 200 donuts up there, a couple different barrels, I could actually just take this up there and put the donut stick out and bro- draw those same barrels in exactly. that same yes. scent. Exactly. And so I know, guys, you can't see it. I'm sorry, I didn't give you a visual earlier. But uh, so it looks like a metal pipe, and so it hangs in your tree. I love the way that the bottom falls out so you can put new sticks in it, and it does have holes in it, and that's where the smoke's coming out. And if you want to see it, you can jump on Rutten River Pursuits uh, Instagram and uh, take a look because I'm going to take a picture of me with it here in a few minutes. Dude, this is a great idea. I I didn't actually even know that these sticks scent existed. And if I actually bought them and lit one and the thing burned out in an hour, I'd have thrown them out. That that doesn't mean no good whatsoever. Plus, a lot of, uh, you know, what's nice with the synthetic stuff is, you know, I think uh, in certain areas, a lot of units already, um, they shut down the, the use of liquid scents. Gotcha. You know, so, um, hey. Now, I know you hang it exactly where you hunt. Do you ever have any guys hang it out at 30 yards where you want a deer to stop so you have a tight shooting lane or something? Yeah, well, we have, uh, you know, other people that use it. They actually, like, if they're quick hunters, get out two hours, three hours to hunt, that's it. Um stick it out use it as a yardage marker oh, you know no doubt, burn it, light it up stick it out 20 yards no that's 20 yards yeah use your it as invisible circles there that way yeah. they got to come into yeah yeah so you have you still have that scent covering up you know and uh but you also have your yardage marker you know we have people that had deer actually within seven yards of them really three four five deer within seven yards with this on the ground yeah and the deer never even knew that there was people there. One of the things that I'm thinking, too, that I love about it is hanging it in your tree is I don't have to cover myself with cover scents all the time. It makes exactly. my truck stink like that in the offseason. Exactly. Yeah. My truck reeks yeah. like cover scents all the time. Yeah. And my yeah. wife gets in and is like, you need a hunting truck, yeah. like a truck just for hunting, yeah. which I'm going to work on that. But yeah. this makes it nice for that. But a lot of liquid scents, half the time you spray them on the cotton, uh, the wicks or something. They dry out it, it dissipates. Yeah. Half of it's gone by the time it hits the swap. From the time you light this, hours later, it's just as strong as the first time you lit it then. Yeah, yeah. Plus, as it's going through the forest, it's sticking to everything. Yeah. Here at the show special, what do you guys offer? Because I want to tell anybody that's listening that might get to the show what you guys are offering. Because I see some orange tags here. Yeah, the show special is $25. You get the tube, 
comes with the paracord, it comes with the carry bag, it comes with your choice of sticks that you uh, that you would want, and uh, we throw a beer koozie, soda koozie, whatever, sticker. Uh, and a sticker in there for 25 bucks. Show special. Tell them what they have there to pick from back there as far as scents that you have. You have Doe and Estrus, you have Rut Rage, and you have Curiosity. Bear Scents, you have Honey Bacon and Donut and Anisette flavor. I want to just burn the honey bacon in yeah. my truck to cover up all the other smells that are in my truck. Yeah. yeah. It's very, it's pretty amazing. I'm going to let you guys roll. Thanks for sharing. I, liked, I love for stopping and seeing them in. Yeah. You guys Thanks. get down here to, to Dark Sky Outdoors and check this thing out because uh, it might just be a game changer in your neighborhood. If nobody in your neighborhood is using this, I guarantee you that it's, it's just such a game changer for Pennsylvania. Don't be hanging them wicks in the trees anymore and leaving them at least. Yep. So, hey, thanks, guys. Booth 4310. Booth 4310. Sounds good. Later, guys. Hey, guys. It's Uncle Catfish. I'm back. Listen, I was just over there at uh, Dark Sky Outdoors, and I looked across here, and I went, dude, there's some nice camera equipment over here. I saw the drones and uh, – Matthew came over and uh, was admiring my new getup. So, it's, uh, it's a great getup. My new man. gorilla getup, and it's letting me jump around pretty quick. And uh, so Matthew is from Bedford Outdoors, and I actually asked him, are you from Bedford, PA? Because that's where I grew up. Right, right. And, uh, of course, no. So. No. And that's kind of a, the funny thing about the Bedford Outdoors is well, our parent company is Bedford Cameron Video. We've been around since 74, you know, been around for over 40 years and doing all this stuff. Well, about three years ago, we decided to really get into the outdoor market and really help guys that are filming their hunts do their stuff. Well, our company name for the outdoor division is Bedford Outdoors. So our very first show was here in Pennsylvania. Yeah. And everybody that comes through the store or comes through the booth says, oh, you're in Bedford. We'll swing by the shop sometime. I'm like, well, we're from Arkansas, so it's a (laughs) 1,700-mile swing. So uh, it's going to be a pretty big swing, bro. But uh, our owner, his last name is Bedford. So it's a family name. It's a family business. And uh, Bedford Outdoors is it. Yeah, pretty much everybody in central Pennsylvania knows where Bedford County is. There's some great hunting deer in Bedford County. Um, But I came over here, and I don't just mean cameras, guys. I don't just mean, like, your basic camera get up. You've got everything. And not yeah, only that, but you've got some serious packages here that are maybe for what somebody might want to do specifically. Like, for instance, this GoPro starter package at the bottom, if somebody was into, like, kayak fishing with that swing arm, mm-hmm. dude, that would be killer. But right. if you're, you know, into turkey hunting or just photography, tell them some of these packages because you can come down to the show and see the, the, the tree arms and all the Sonys and all the Canons. But the packages are sweet. That takes some of the what-do-I-need gameplay out of it. And, and that's that's exactly right. As people come in, okay, people go on Amazon all the time. They're like, yeah, man, I saw this package, and it's full of just accessories. And I'll show them, and I'll have to, to teach them that, man, those Amazon packages, three-quarters of those accessories are total trash. You don't need them. And half of them literally are not even made for the camera they're selling with them. They're just trying to make the package look better. Really? Yeah, it happens all the time. And so what we've done is we've we've partnered up with uh, the guys over at Become One TV, and they have the Film the Hunt educational program. And we talked to them and said, look, guys, if somebody came to me and said, I desperately want to film hunts, Mm -hmm. I don't own Jack. I don't have anything. I don't know what to get. What do they need to, for any any particular situation? And so let's say the Bearded Buck starter package, right? We've got a Sony AX53 camcorder, but in the package you get an extra battery, 
a shotgun road microphone, a windsock for the microphone, a tree arm, a video head, a filter, a bag, a memory. I mean, everything that you would need to yeah. get out and immediately start filming that hunt. Sure. Um, we bundle the package up. And then we kind of shave the price down a little bit so that you're saving money by bundling as, yep. a, as opposed to just buying each part independently. Um, and then here at the uh, Great American Outdoor Show, we've uh, instigated a 5% additional discount. Now, 5% may not sound like much on a $10 memory card, but, man, when you're, you're talking two, three grand. Off these packages. Yeah, off Holy the packages. So, so we've already got discounts by bundling them. Yep. And then we're doing 5% more off, you know, save a couple hundred more dollars. And then it's free shipping to wherever you are. And uh, depending on the state you live in, it's no tax. And so that's that's, amazing. that's killer. And and then we're here to, you know, one-on-one and help people and answer questions all week long. It's nice to see this really nice setup you have, too, to see what's in the packages. And you can modify this if yeah. people need it? Yeah, absolutely. So that happens all the time. So, you know, people come in and go, hey, I want that Canon ADD uh, B-roll package. You know, yeah, yeah. but. I already own a tripod, and I already own a, a microphone. But what I could use instead of the shotgun mic that comes with it is maybe I need a wireless lapel. Yep. Like, you know what? Cool. You want basically that kit, but you need some tweaking. I will rebuild the package specifically for you, still give you the discount, and then the show price, and then I will uh, send you a quote in an email. You click buy, and it's off and, off and running. Come to the door. Yeah, absolutely. So if for some of our listeners that don't know this, he did mention that there's a Beer Buck starter pack. I see, the, I see the, the Become One Outdoor Video Package. If you don't know those names, so now I know another one, Bedford Outdoors. If That's you right. hear one of those three people and they're telling you what to buy, I can personally tell you from knowing the Bearded Buck and the guys from Become One, you're uh, – <laughs> I'm not joking around. They, they know their stuff. They're legit. They're legit. Yeah. yeah. So funny story. Two years ago was my first. This is our third uh, Great American Outdoor show. I, I was uh, on a little bit of a break from Bedford Camera. I had some personal things, and I was just kind of on a little hiatus. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, my big boss called me, and he goes, hey, you've worked trade shows for us for years, man. I got a favor. We're in Arkansas. You know, it's it's a big – It's a, a drive is like 16 hours, 18 hours. So yeah, it's a it's big. A stretch. It's, it's a long way. So he goes, I got a, I got a favor. I need you to work a trade show for me. I can't be there. And I said, yeah, I'll, I'll go work a trade show for you. No problem. He goes, there's a few catches. He goes, one, it's, uh, it's in five days. And I went, oh, God, that's not very, that's not very much notice. He yeah. goes, yeah. He goes, oh, and uh, by the way, it's in, uh, it's in Pennsylvania. It's like, holy crap, man. That's like, that's, that's forever away. He goes, oh, yeah. And by the way, you'll be there for 12 days. I'm like, holy crap crap it's dude. a long show are you serious and he said yeah yeah yeah. that's that's what it's going to be he goes you might want to run that one by your wife before you <laughs> before you just go so i planned it all out and i said cool he goes now you're going to share a booth with two other guys and i went what, what do you mean we're going to share a booth he goes i know what you're going to say goes, we've tried partnering up with some people he goes and you're going to go up and share a booth with them and i went who are these people? He goes, I don't know, but hopefully it all works out. It was Tom and Nick, Could right? Can you imagine? I mean, what better people to get part of? Oh, it was unbelievable. Three days into the show, I look at Nick and, and Tom, and I went, hey, you could have just been crappy human beings, and I would have been stuck in a 10-by-10 <laughs> 10 10 booth with you for 12 days. These you know? are some of the most knowledgeable teachers of videography in the industry. Yeah. And you got stuck with those two. With the, oh, oh it's, and, it's, and it's been incredible because I've actually – just become friends with them. I mean, we There's call some, and we. I, I travel with them a lot now, and it's it's some of the best people I've met. Not only are they, yeah, not only are they incredibly intelligent in what they do in their schools that they teach for oh, become one. Yeah, they're uh, 
they're, they're fun to hang out with. Oh, the, the best. They, they're like, if you know, if you get to meet them and do any special time with them, they're like brothers overnight. It's it's incredible. And it was great. Tom said the same thing about me. He goes, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you don't suck too, you know, because I, he goes, I didn't know who Austin was sending. And he goes, and I swear to God, he goes, I asked Austin, so who are you sending? He goes, oh, there are two guys named Matt and Rob. Don't worry, you'll get along with them. They've got beards. That's like, great. That was the whole premise of whether we'd get along. We've got beards. Amen to that, brother. <laughs> Well, if you guys get a chance to come down to the show, now I, I say this every year, and this comes out like on you know Tuesday, Wednesday, sometimes you don't get a chance to come down here. Right? They, they are down here in the uh, forty-three hundred out, yeah, um, and yeah. Da- down the, here the close West. to the corner. Just look for all the greatest cameras. In the right, show. right. They're here, and it is Bedford Outdoors. Can you tell them where my listeners where they can find you if they don't make it to the show? Absolutely, yeah. Um, so we've got a few different options. Uh, BedfordOutdoors.com uh, is our website. We also have uh, an Instagram page, uh, Bedford at Bedford Outdoors. And then uh, you can also email me personally because, man, I, I'm the guy. I, I am the, the head of the Bedford Outdoors area and arena for our company. And so I'm that one-on-one contact. And my email address is just mdyson at bedfords.com. Um, and, I'm, and I'm seriously, like, legit happy to help and answer questions and one-on-ones and all that stuff. You know what the best thing I just found out that I can personally use from you is that any time I need you to go podcast for me and go to a show 16 hours away, I can call you and go, hey, I got an assignment for you. Yeah. I got two guys for you to hang out with. You have no clue who they are. And I'm going to say, wait a minute. <laughs> Do they have beards? <laughs> I wouldn't send it anybody. Wouldn't. <laughs> Amen, brother. Amen. Matthew, it was great talking to you. Hey, you too, Uncle Catfish, man. It was good to talk to you. See you, boys. So, guys, I made my way over to Hunt of a Lifetime Foundation, and uh, I was going to actually save this for last because it's my favorite. My father always told me to save what you love for last, whether it be on your dinner plate or whatever, and uh, I couldn't. Dude, you're my favorite person in this whole hall. I, I saw Sam, and I had to stop. Sam, do you remember me from last year? Yes, I do. Dude, you are my favorite. You actually got to go on a hunt of Hunt of a Lifetime last year. Was that right? That is correct. What did you get to go hunt? I went on a bear hunt in the Upper Peninsula, Michigan. In Michigan. And you got to caught a, you caught a ton of fish while you were there. Yes, I did. 42. So we actually talked to Sam last year at Hunt of a Lifetime Foundation, and Grant Fritz is with me. Grant, this... I don't want to get all sentimental, but when I come over here, I get this great big heartwarming feeling from the foundation that you guys do. And can you tell everybody, my listeners, what you do at, at, a, at Hunt of a Lifetime Foundation? Well, what we like to, we're, we're here trying to advertising, you know, and looking for children that might have a life-threatening illness. Yes. You know, and uh, trying to realize their maybe dream hunting or fishing trip that they'd like to have. Cause not, not every child wants to go to... Disney World through uh, Make-A-Wish, but Make-A-Wish is a fantastic organization, but uh, we go one step farther for the children that want to go hunting and fishing, and we'll set up their dreams. You know? yes. And what, what we do, we supply the hunt, uh, transportation, lodging, a weapon, weapon, a rifle, or whatever they need be, and we pay for the transportation lodging uh, for the child and one parental figure. That is amazing. And, and actually, it's not just here in Pennsylvania, because Sam, you went the whole way to Michigan, right? Yes, I right. did. That is amazing. And it, it doesn't matter where, where they want to go. If they want to go to Alberta, they want to go to New Mexico, uh, you know, for moose, elk, up to Alaska for halibut, you know, that's, that's where we'll send them. And on the average, uh, 
Now, like we do these shows and stuff to raise awareness and, and definitely raise some money because these trips cost anywhere from twelve to fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, that's a chunk of change. And yeah. We, you know how many fish we could buy for that, Sam? Yeah. A lot of fish sandwiches. It is. Did you have any new hunters this year? Sam got to go last year, and I see you here supporting them, so that's amazing. Yeah. Did uh, so I'm probably hopefully going to get to meet some new kids this year. Yeah, hopefully you will. There's uh, some of them uh, have been by already. At uh, they usually stop and say hello, and uh, we just had a young lady this morning uh, come by that uh, she went to Africa last year. Really? And uh, she got four animals over there, and just uh, uh, stopped by and had quite a long conversation with them. And they are from Arizona. Really? And they're they're here at the show today, and. Uh, that's that's a pretty good clip to travel from Arizona to Africa. Yes. Holy yes. mackerel! Yep. So, and she had a successful hunt. Every animal she shot was one shot, and the most impressive one that she got was a 57 and 3 8 inch uh, kudu. Really? Which is awesome. Holy mackerel! That's, that's a big kudu, world, Sam. World class. Yeah. Holy mackerel! What is it that you uh? What is it that you've been up to this year, Sam? Well, I went on a cruise. You went on a cruise? Nice. Is there lots of food? That's my favorite part. Yeah. I eat so much when I go on a cruise. I don't even know why they let me off the boat. I would have to get my exercise in because yeah. there's a lot of pizza on a cruise boat. Yeah. Fa- my favorite. Do you still get, are you going to get to do any fishing this year? I will be. That's good. You're always welcome. So... Here's a special offer. I actually live at a lake 30 minutes south of here. And if you guys ever want to come visit me, I will take you crappie and bass fishing in May. I will make that happen. I'll take you out on my boat on, a, on my private lake I live at, and I will actually take you bass fishing. So if you guys can, uh, you know, I'll take care of everything. How's that sound? That sounds wonderful. You got to bring take your, me with you? Yeah, bring Grant with you? Yeah. There you go, boy. And I'm bringing my parents. That's true. I can fit three people on a boat, so bring your dad. All right. Because I want to see him catch a fish, too. All right. That would be super cool, man, to make that happen. Yes. Sam, I love this organization. Where can they find out more about it? Just go on our our website at www.huntofalifetime.org and uh, take a box of tissues with you. Look at some of the films and stuff because they've... Uh, if you don't bring tears to your eyes, you don't have a heart. No, it's it's as I just said. When I come by this booth every single time, it stops me in my tracks. I saw Sam walking up the alleyway, and I wasn't even prepared to actually stop here and talk just yet because I was going to save it for last. Like I said, dude, you stopped me in my tracks. Yeah. You're my favorite. You're my favorite guest last year. Thank you. Do you like talking to all these people out here that come by and see you? I sure do. This is a big show, isn't it? It is. So the NRA actually supports this show. They actually put this show on, and it's very important to us to always thank them, too. So uh, they do a nice job, don't they? They sure do. They sure do. Are you going to come back next year? Yes, I am. Dude, it's so great to see you, Sam. It's so good to see you, too. So guess what I got to do this year? What do you? I got to drive like 18 hours to Canada to go fishing on my, on my 40th birthday. And oh, I, my God. I had a special friend named Tyler Dunn 
He's a fishing guide that took me out, and he had the same birthday as me. So we got to catch hundreds of walleyes in a lake that's in the middle of nowhere. Whoa. Was, that is super cool. I would take you with me on that, but it takes like four days to get there. And I'm, yeah. a, I'm pretty grouchy after I drive 16 hours. You wouldn't like me. I know. At all, because I eat all your, I'll eat all your gummy worms. Listen, thank you, Sam. Thanks for letting me come You're talk welcome. to you, buddy. See ya. Thank you, my friend. Absolutely, Grant. Anytime. If you guys get down here, they're actually in the Outfitter Hall at 4600, the, the row 4600, and uh, come down and support them, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Man, it has been quite the morning. I'm down here in the call hall, and I'm still wrapped up in my head by seeing Sam over at uh, Hunt of a Lifetime. Like, that, that kid's awesome. But, you know, it's just an icing on the cake that I come see Uncle John at uh, Swamp Creek Calls. I get to meet up with Uncle John every year, and we have laughs and a good time. And I tell you what, he is the salt of the earth. And uh, without further ado, I love to introduce Uncle John. You are actually from Virginia. No, sir. Pennsylvania. I know that. I'm just kidding. Somerset County, Pennsylvania. <laughs> no, I thought you grew up in Virginia. I was stationed there in the U.S. Navy. That's for what we talked five about. Five years. Yeah, so. we've. I've actually been talking to you for so many years. I remembered Virginia Absolutely. for some reason. But yeah, yeah actually, Swamp Creek Game Calls. Uh, you can find it what SwampCreekGameCalls.com. Is there a website? Yeah, it's SwampCreekGameCalls.com. I got you. And it, it says uh, Garrett PA up on his sign. In the Game Calls Hall, it's really easy. You can look across the alleyway and you can see GP Calls, see my buddy Zane, and see Travis and Aaron sometimes here, and then spin around and you'll find Uncle John <laughs> over at right. Swamp Creek Calls. So you have just a little bit of everything here, even wingbone calls, which guys love. Like that, yes, You don't sir. see those everywhere. I have professional guides all over the country make their living off of my wingbone call. Oh, dude, they're so epic. And yes, you, sir. you actually have a multi-call here that I use constantly in fox hunting, and it's the only call I ever use. So if you guys get a chance to get down here, obviously come see his calls. But I want to hear about your turkey season. Did you have a good turkey season? Absolutely incredible turkey season. Do tell. Started off, I had two fellas coming in. They called me up. We have a greenhouse business on the side. I build turkey calls as well. And uh, a fella called, dropped in at the house there. Just prior to that, like 20 minutes before, they called me up. They were coming in from Missouri. I was guiding them on a property. Good friends, retired Amtrak and Southern Pacific conductors. And they hunt with me every year, and I hunt with them in Missouri and Pennsylvania. At any rate, big old white dolly pulls in there, and this fella, I'm checking the tags out, and I'm thinking, well, he's coming for flowers, and I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking, no, no, he's in full camis. He's after turkey calls. Oh, wow. I have a sign at the bottom of the road, and he wanted me to guide him. Come to find out he was from Arkansas. A boy from Arkansas. Absolutely. 52 years old, Melvin yep. Mills. And uh, here he killed 42 gobblers out of 50 states, and he was after Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, and Tennessee. He's doing, he was doing his roundabout. Yes, and I had contacts in all them states, so, but he wanted to hire me out there, and I couldn't do it because I had friends coming in for the whole week. So I put him onto a few spots, sold him some of my mouth calls. He went over to Flight 93 at Shanksville, PA, right where the plane went down and right across the little public. And the uh, second day, he promptly killed one with a 10 three-quarter inch beard with my purple ghost cut call. Good hooks on it, six hens, downpouring rain, brought it over. I took pictures of him in front of the wagon wheels out at my house. 
Sent him to Maryland the next day, killed one of ten and a half inch beard, good hooks right at a shooting range, okay, and I won't say exactly where it's at, but <laughs> the locals all know, okay, but uh, he was very impressed with what, what happened for him and uh, stopped back and told me some stories about it, losing the sun in a timber in an accident and watched him burn up in a fire. Oh, and, I no. mean, we cried together, we laughed together, just a super good guy. Come to find out his wife also has killed in like 42 out of the 50 states, but she was home taking care of dad. Yeah, Dad's yeah, 90 yeah, yeah. years old with dementia, you know. But anyhow, uh, the season went on. He went off. My buddies come in. It rained the whole first week last year in our season, but we still smashed some birds. Good birds, you know. Good. They were tough. Hand up big time. Oh, big time, yeah. Caught up to them at the end of the season and got them legally, but... Uh, had some other hunters in the meantime, local fellas. One's an 82-year-old, or an 81-year-old fellow. He'll be 82 shortly. Called him in two dandies, okay, and uh, had Jake's come in on us and just had a good time. They were flocked up early and late in the season this year because of the weather. Yeah. But it was a phenomenal year. We had a good time. There isn't anything like spring turkey season. Absolutely. It's my best. It it's, is. It's, it's the best. Bow hunting, turkey hunting. Yeah, you've the met best. my wife for multiple years, Miss Lacey. Was, yes, sir. She, she killed a phenomenal long beard on the last day when they were awesome. all spooky and wouldn't react to anything. Awesome. We killed it with your one of your calls, boss. Sweet. Yeah, Appreciate man. it. I, I don't know. I don't really know what it is, man, but every year when I come down here, I have to stop and tell you, like, half of everything that I get to do in the world comes from stuff that you, you've given me. So. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, man. I have a lot of people give me stories about how, how well my calls work. They're not the best in the world. They're very effective on birds. They do the deal, and uh, I have a little saying, if you can't kill something with the Swamp Creek game call, you're not even in the woods. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, that's for real. That's just Amen how it that. goes. So. And yes, you, you know what? It's true. When you when we come down here every year, so one of the reasons that I love you know Uncle John's stories is, dude, you're down to earth. You're a sportsman, and you love people. Absolutely. And I'm the same way, and you can totally connect with the like. There's a lot. There's a lot of times down here where it's small talk, and uh, when you talk to these guys walking by the booth, you can tell, man, you love everybody. Like you're Absolutely. a true sportsman, and. Uh, one of these days, we're going to have to get together and, and do some turkey hunting. We can do that. We can do that. I hear you. Get down here to the game call and see Uncle John. Booth number 3803. Yeah, man. And ask him about his little multi-call that I use for fox hunting and have him show you all the different calls. Real quick, tell him what all different calls it'll do in one call. This particular call... If, I, if you want, I'll demo it for him. It won't come across good on the podcast. No. No, it won't sound right. But you can tell him it, it actually is a small mouth. It's a small mouth call. Small barrel, big barrel. Yep. And Got a squeak in it as well. The squeaker's my favorite. Yeah, it right. sounds like a dog squeaker toy. Yep. It'll do a fawn bleed on the small end. It'll do a ringneck cockbird on the small end. It'll do a squilling rabbit on the small end. It'll do a wooden... Uh, a wood duck and a pileated woodpecker on the squeak by drawing in. The other way you blow, okay, on the small barrel. Then you take your trigger finger, close the large barrel off, hit the small end, okay, and you got yourself a songbird and a meadow mouse. And I, that's impressive. It sounds Absolutely. spot on. Man. Absolutely it yeah. is. It's true as all get out yeah. and very effective. Turn the, turn the small end away from you and blow into the big end, you have that Les Johnson on Predator Nation or Predator Pursuit out of Colorado. Yeah, yeah. He's got a Mac Daddy call, and that's where that's at. It's right on the very end, okay? They're $18 for one or two uh, 
two calls for thirty bucks, and I don't get much cheaper than that. But no. uh, very it, effective. It's all it's it's very small too. It ain't but a half inch across and about three inches long, man. It it's does it all. Guy. Does it all. Yes, sir. Love you, Uncle John. Love you, man. Thank you. God bless. You guys get down to uh, www.swampcreekcalls.com, and uh, they can find that on there, can they not? No, it's not shown on there. I just come up with that a few years back here. And well, then get down here to the show and get you got to get pictures of it and get it posted and priced here. I've got a lot of stuff showing here at the show that don't even show on the original website here, but uh, everybody knows how to get in touch with me. They have a card. I've got my... Yeah, long give, line of people that were running my calls for years, and they're always coming back with friends. So, and it's the type of website I'm sure you can just call Uncle John. He'll he'll absolutely. Hook you up. Yeah. All right, guys, we're gonna move on, but uh, I'm sure throughout the week this is where I'm gonna end up. So, sounds great. See you, Uncle John. Thank you. So you know what? I didn't even get the chance to leave the game call room. Surprise, surprise, surprise. I told you I was just over visiting Uncle Johnny at Swamp Creek, and I turned around, <laughs> and who do I run into but my favorite cat in this whole place, Travis Statch. Stout. Stratch. I always <laughs> like to say it wrong, just like Aaron Jason. Travis Statch. <laughs> yes. Oh, Travis Pistachio. And Zane's actually sitting over here laughing with us, too, so I can't wait to uh, talk to him. But we're with GP Calls. Find your grit, grit pack calls. Love I didn't it. say it like you did now. This is Travis Stout here at Grit Pack Calls. Grit Pack Calls. Find your grit. That, it's, hash, it. it's, it's copyrighted and hashtagged and trademarked. and What is it called? Tramp stamped? It's got a little that's bit it. better of a ring good. than feet down, guns up. That's you know, true. But we don't forget about that. Toting you know, pumpkins. Toting pumpkins. I learned yeah. that from you. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> I learned it by watching you. <laughs> See, what happens is, you know, you get these birds working and, and you know, they're like, oh, they're locking up. Oh, now they're toting pumpkins. Oh, now they're in the decoys. Kill them, kill them, kill them. Ah, we missed <laughs> yeah. Amen oh, sounds that. like I was along. <laughs> <laughs> we get to stop down here every year and see grit pack calls. They're our boys. We love them. And, uh, but you know what? Everybody knows your calls are awesome. Everybody knows you're from Virginia. Appreciate it. And you can slightly call good. I mean, I guess we've talked about it a few times. Just a little bit. Yes, yeah. just a little bit. Did you guys clarify that point with him? What's that? That he can only be considered the uh, Virginia State calling champ until I cross the state line? That's true. Uh, I didn't know, know if they let you know about that or Coming not. Coming for the throne. Just right saying, on. once I cross the line. But he's been, thro- he's, <laughs> he's been thrown out of Virginia. So Game on, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. I, I, you know what? I was just over talking to Uncle Johnny, and he told me a pretty good turkey story. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'd like to hear a duck story or a goose story or maybe a waterfowl story. Well, if we're talking about good stories that are funny, I could tell you about every one of my hunts, and they're all that funny because they're that pathetic. <laughs> I don't know. The one we were just on down there was epic and funny. We oh, had a good dude. time. It was a blast, man. You know, it's nice when the birds work right for you. You know, it doesn't happen every day. And then people have that saying that it's, I hate it. But, you know, you'll be out there. Birds aren't really working right. You know, you might get one or two opportunities. And, you know, everybody, there's always one guy. Well, that's why they call it hunting and not killing. And I said, can you swim? (laughs) Because I hate that saying so much that I'm liable to make you swim back to the boat ramp. Well, you hear it every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's why they call it fishing, not catching. I hear it too. Yep, yep. I say it. It's all right. I shouldn't have said that now while I'm back here trapped in this corner. Yeah, you guys should have been on the outside of this group. (laughs) You know, um, working for the outfitter, you run into a lot of different 
breeds of, of uh, animals and people. A little bit of everything and everything. A <laughs> little, little bit of everything. But you, you get all them fun personalities each time you go out, I'll bet. Yeah. You know. Travis, you grind, though, man. Man. You're up early and to bed late every single day. You know, well, we, we like to say night to night. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're getting up when it's dark and you're getting home when it's dark. And, and it's night to night. Um, the uh, September season and the first and second split, it's not that bad. You know, you, you got a 20-day season in September. It's, it's nowhere near as bucked because, you know, we only have so many blinds where we can hunt the geese and the teal. So we like to, you know, rest them. It's only me and Teddy guiding parties. The, the other guides, you know, they're kind of doing the their Teddy own Carr? thing. You know, the, That's right. the Teddy Carr. And, I've uh, heard of them before, once or twice. <laughs> I mean, just a whisper, you know, very subtle. You know, if you weren't paying attention, you wouldn't notice. Um, <laughs> so what happens is once you get into that third split, it's that 45-day season, 45 days in a row of doing that. Grind. You get a little grit. salty at the That's end. That's where you get your grit from. You get a little gritty. You got to find Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Sm- I think you smell a little gritty after that. Man, thing. let me tell you, it smells amazing. Yes. You, know. you have... <laughs> I've been in Travis's truck. It smells like a grind. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you've earned it. Yes, sir. You've earned yes, it. Yes, sir. And, uh, but, yeah, you know, we uh, run into all different types of people. You know, it's a good time. Um, on a side note there, so I deal with a lot of people booking hunts every year. Yeah. I know Chris Bonacci when he books a hunt. I know he brings his business clients and his friends. I yeah. know when, you, you know, Terry Riley books a hunt. I know the people who I talk to and book a hunt, the group leaders. Yeah. Everybody else they bring, I ain't got time and enough memory to remember everybody's names. And so I like to call them all Greg. Yeah, brother, you I'm know? an x-ray tech. I get it. What's you your know? name and birthday? X-ray, what's your name? I call everybody Bub. The- what's up, Bub? <laughs> hey, Bub. Yeah, and if, she's, hey, and, and if it's a chick, it's hey, what's up, Bubette? And I might be shooting myself Bubette. in the foot right now, but the one pet peeve I have about being called something, don't call me Bud. Like bud. short for buddy. Like, no. hey, Bud. Sorry, Thanks, Bud. bud. Sorry, Bud. I'm not your bud. I I caught myself there. I was right about to drop one. We were gonna we're, put, we're yeah. gonna put a goose call. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so uh, so I got all these clients and you know coming out and hunting every year, and I tell them I say look, n- n- they'll come up and they'll be like, oh my name's Andrew. I know Chris Bonacci. You're Greg. All right. And you're Greg. And you're Greg. It'll be Chris Bonacci with a party of three, you know, him and three uh, three buddies. I say, when I say kill that duck, Greg, I expect three guns going off. Yeah. All right. And that's just the, that's the way it goes. And uh, right. You know how many people I'm going to start to call Greg now? <laughs> it's the easiest thing in the world. And so I had a client one time. He goes, well, my name is Greg. I said, shut up, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> he got all pissed off, man. He's like, sit down. I said, you just sit there and you mind yourself, right? That is but, great, um, man. Old Zany Cats over here, he has a couple stories, too. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and switch out with them and help these guys out with their goose calls. Yeah, you're getting and busy then, here at the uh, booth down here in the call hole. Ask him about the uh, seagull story with his girlfriend. And then uh, ask him about the uh, okay. Hart Miller Island hunt in uh, Johnny's John Boat. Both of those sound like they could be dangerous. I love it. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thanks, Travis. Zane. Zane. So what's up, Zane? All right, man. So I'm going to jump in with this one. So we're duck hunting on the Chesapeake Bay, right? And it's a spot, it's real shallow, it's right on, right on the mouth of the Patuxent River. So we get a lot of cargo ships coming in and out. Oh yeah, big ships. And, oh yeah, huge. And so it's a big flat that we hunt on, and when these cargo ships go passing by, 10, 15, 20 minutes later, it will leave your decoys high and dry. All that big, that big boat takes, displaces so much water, Wow. and it pulls all the water into the channel 
And literally, like, I mean, you're, I'm talking like for 500 yards, it goes from two feet of water to bone dry. So it drags the water with it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. That's crazy. So we're sitting there. Travis is actually with me. We had like a handful of guys there, and man, we're pounding up bird. We're having a great day. There's an ice line, and we're a great day. Mallards, gadwall, black dog, pintails. Um, so we got a couple crippled ducks way out there, and they're getting away from us. And it's cool. Like I said, there's ice. My boat's throttle cable is frozen, and I'm going to take my buddy John's boat. It's just, it, my buddy John has a John boat. Of course and he does. <laughs> how, how appropriate. So <laughs> without asking him, I jump in his boat as I'm going to get the birds, and I got my other good buddy Craig in the boat with me. And I'm like, yeah, man, we get close enough. I want you to finish these birds. So we get going. I can't really – I can't throttle down because I'm only in like two feet of water. Yeah. Well, we totally forgot about – this big boat that go ripping by like 20 minutes prior Uh-oh. and buddy craig's like zane you see that big wave out there i'm like yeah it's like 500 yards out i mean like a curler a big old wave it's like are you worried about that by the time it gets to us man that's nothing yeah, we'll be yeah, good. yeah yeah right it'll be a little bump so i'm going you know putting along putting and we get closer my buddy craig's like zane are you sure you're not you're not worried about this wave? And it, it's just coming. I mean, it's just it's like cruising at you. It's cruising, yeah. I mean, it's white water, just barreling, coming. I'm like, ah, it'll be all right, man. It'll be all right, it'll be all right. So, like I said, I didn't tell John I was taking his boat, and he always gets nervous when I'm driving his boat because I like to push it to the limit sometimes. Absolutely. And so, it sounds like this is going to be one of those for instances. But yep. go on. Yeah, it might be. So, <laughs> this wave's coming, right? And it gets to the point where it's like 30 yards in front of me. I'm like, dude, this thing's going to swamp us. So I turn it hard. I'm like, hang on, Craig. I turn it hard. I'm like, we'll outrun it, you know. Well, I try to give it some gas. Like I said, we're only in like a foot of water. This wave's sucking water out. Oh. And so it drives the prop right into the sand. Oh, I can't man. go anywhere. I'm like, Craig, man. He doesn't know it's two feet deep. Yeah. And we're like 400 yards off the shore right. in the bay. So you think. There's no way you can jump out and be, you know, stand. Right. And he's a tall guy, too, but still. So I'm like, <laughs> I got the stern facing the wave now. And I'm like, Greg, man, abandon shit, man, abandon jump shit, out of man. The boat. We're going down. <laughs> and so I jump out of the boat. He's like, I'm not leaving the boat. He's, he goes spread eagle <laughs> over the bow of the boat. I, I grab the boat. I mean, it's only like knee deep water, like I said. Take the boat and kind of jump up with the wave, keeping as much water out of it as possible. Of course, some did get into it. Man, it was hilarious seeing. He was scared to death. Johnny's on the beach. He's freaking out. You're gonna sink my boat. You're gonna sink my boat. <laughs> Man, it was. From what I understood, I was laughing at Craig, and from hearing Travis' perspective of it, it was just as funny seeing. I can totally picture. I mean, just Travis like, yeah, John Britton's sitting there, and he sees first. He sees you take his boat. He's like, man, you know, I hate when Zane takes my boat, blah, 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 blah. And then they see the wave come back. Like, man, what's he doing? He's going head on this wave. He's going head on this wave. And then it crashes. Oh, dude, it was – there was a few inches of water. It was nothing serious, but, man, it was hilarious. I could totally see the guy sprawled out just dude, trying to hang on for dear life. I mean, he's watching in front of us, and he uh, – like I said, I said, Aban- Craig, abandon ship, man, abandon ship. And I go out and, like, just, you know, run right off the boat. Of course, it's only like two feet deep, like I said. He didn't even look back. He's like, I'm not leaving the boat. <laughs> Man, it was hilarious. So those, that boat, when, when those cargo ships go by, they'll actually suck your decoy line out in with it. They don't suck the decoys. It just sucks the water. So you go from, you know, having a beautiful spread and, you know, everything looks perfect. And then 
big trick comes by and pulls all the water out and just leaves them just sitting on the sand. Yeah. And then what happens is these big waves come back in, rolling back in. I don't know how this big wave, I think it was like, this boat must have been cruising. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it pulled it out and it came back in that fast. Yeah. I, I, I think it just kind of forced, without pulling as much water out, it just threw a big old wave yeah. right in. It was crazy. Well, Zane, you actually do a lot of fishing for sharks down there, and you kayak your baits out. Oh, yeah. So you have quite the experience with waves and small vessels. Yeah, here's the difference with a kayak. I will gladly take a kayak through the surf, and even when it's white capping, when you wouldn't take a small small craft you know 20 foot and under boat in the ocean it's too choppy yeah you're perfectly fine in the kayak yeah. an ocean kayak or even to sit on top one right. that self drains you can't sink them right you can flip them it's like a uh-huh. surfboard just like a surfboard yeah, yeah. yeah you can't flip you can flip them but you can't sink them so i wouldn't now this is down this is down close to where i went hunting with travis is where this happened to you at? no this was a. Uh, um Northern Northern Bay, northeast. It's near uh, Hart Miller Island area. Gotcha. So North the boats the just Bridge. come up the channel. Yep, they're yeah. going into Baltimore. I mean, these are fully loaded cargo ships coming in and out. I would I would say that there's you know a couple other differences though between the scenarios. Uh, one of those probably the biggest difference is you're trying to get sharks when you're going out in yeah. that crazy water <laughs> with the kayaks. You're like, oh boy, I hope there's sharks here. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll, I'll stay on the beach and wave to you. I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, because we always come down and uh, and talk to GP calls. But tell people where they can find Zane because you got some crazy videos. Oh yeah, man. I, I'm not afraid to get in. We get it. We go uh, every summer. We go down fishing Ocean City. Well, not so much Ocean City anymore. But you used to be able to fish Ocean City. Assateague Island, Delaware so. beaches. Yeah, you can go down there and catch some big old sharks, man. So they have sand tigers. Sand tigers, sandbars. Which you got to be careful. You got to keep them in the water 100 percent of the time. Right, you can't right. pull them out. They're protected species, so you gotta Can watch you, the laws. Do guys ever catch tiger sharks off the east coast? There, is it a possibility? It's a possibility, absolutely. A few years ago, I don't know if you heard about it. There was a tagged big female tiger shark came in the inlet of Ocean City. Was cruising around the sound. So they GPSed it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was. Uh, I forget what that is. It's a, some kind of ocean research group. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they tag sharks all over the place. And it had a satellite tag. And this is a big 1,000-pound female. Tiger. Yep, tiger shark. In the inlet. In the inlet, yeah, cruising around. I guess they don't have I any saw barriers. a movie about that one time. Yeah. It's called Jaws. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't have anywhere to it go was with a, it. It was that <laughs> same shark. Yeah. It was 4th of July weekend. That's a heck of a shark, man. Brody thought we needed a bigger boat. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> it sounds like Zane needed a, a smaller boat or a kayak for that time he went duck hunting. Dude. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have been afraid that I was going to sink it or anything. I, I would have been going at full steam, you know, paddle strong, man, keep yeah. the bow up. But long story short, man, if you guys get a chance to ever get down and hunt with GP calls, that's. If, I would. I would imagine they don't have you know slow days, but if they had one, it would. Uh, it's still fun. You oh yeah, you man, it's it. great people. It's you know, it's a blast. Yeah, and especially Travis. If you can hunt with Travis, you'll he laugh all day. Long. He won't call you any ducks in, but you'll <laughs> laugh all day. Long. You'll have fun. No shooting, but you'll have fun. People don't come hunt with me to shoot ducks. They come hunt with me to eat my bacon, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwich. Oh, that's oh yeah. It's the bacon, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwich he's talking about over that's there. That's where it's at. In the duck blind. Zane, thanks, man. Hey, man, absolutely. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate no it. No problem, man. Thank you. Later. All right, guys. So I'm in the Outfitter Hall. We just talked to Grit Pack Calls, and yes, Ryan 
is going to edit this one for me, hopefully for tomorrow, because I've promised everybody it'll be out tomorrow, Tuesday at the show. Stands to reason. Why'd you Makes say sense. Tuesday? <laughs> just say, just tomorrow. say tomorrow. Come on. Well, to let everybody know what day it is here for the show. But Ryan made sure that I had enough content to at least give him one full show. That's great. I don't know if I gave you two hours or an hour, but I'm pretty sure I'm five minutes short. So we're going to end up with... Whatever it is, it's glorious, yeah. but it will end on quite the high note. It, it is. We got one more to do after this. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be kidding me. This is what I work with. Oh, no. Actually, we come down to see old friend Captain Mark Spagnuolo. You've heard about him on our show many times before. It's all we do is talk about it. It's all we do. But honestly, we have some of the best times on the Eastern Shore. We come down to see Captain Mark. And he's set up here in the Outfitter Hall, like always, every year. Come down and see him. Uh, if nothing else, buy a guillotine. It's fun to throw at frogs, which is not what it's designed for. But no. It would be fun. I would like to do it. Captain Mark. How you guys doing? Excellent. Good, buddy. Pretty good. Some of us have been here all day, and Will and Ryan got a chance to come in a little bit later. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. pick on them We're for fresh. that. I got fresh legs. Fresh, fresh legs. Fresh legs. I got a question for Mark right out of the gate, though. Mm. Captain Mark, how many of your clients are double dipping on you here? How many guys do you have repeat customers that are coming back for stingrays and then turn around and do a waterfowl hunt? Uh, it's not too many actually i mean i had some that that like what i've done with them in the past for the stingrays okay and want to give the uh, ducks a try they're not necessarily duck hunters but they want to shoot the guns they want to try something yeah. new so i kind of convince them to come out and try it so you've had a couple yes do you get feedback as far as what they liked better oh i know where you're going with this it's it's not so much <laughs> it's too it's like Comparing apples to oranges. It's, it's a double edged sword. Some people like oranges better than they like apples. <laughs> well, I'm just well, saying. Well, here's why I was asking is because I needed, I needed help. I cannot decide because right. they are so different. Yes. Uh, both of them. Uh, I mean, they both experiences were humbling. Well, this one hurt my pride was, a little bit more than the other because I'm supposed to be some fired kind of directly at you. Though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but man. M ducks are cool too. Yeah, M- it's in your face. It's in your face action. It's a lot of shooting, a lot of ball busting. I mean, it's just a good time. It it's is. not a dry, you know, hunt. It's not a serious hunt by any means. So it's just sit back, wait for them birds to lock up, land, and just have at it. I mean, you got four guys shooting three shots, and some guys cannot only shoot one. They got to unload their gun every time. I think what Ryan's actually getting at is hypothetically, if Ryan couldn't shoot a bow or a shotgun. Right. Yeah. I think honestly, next time the strategy has to be Stevie only gets two shells. What would have been funny, and I've done this on trips with my friends, if somebody would have unloaded Stevie's gun. I tried to do that to Kyle's gun while we were there. Oh, really? And it just, he's never left it down long enough for me to actually unload the, the the yeah. shells in the gun but what would have been funny is to unload stevie's gun oh uh, my and when they came in just be like i see it's all you Clint. and then when his like and then everybody <laughs> just cut loose at him <laughs> now that he's probably going to hear this he's not going to leave his gun oh, out no. of sight he doesn't listen. he doesn't do it anyway he's just he's he jacked <laughs> up i've never seen him like that i'm so, excited to get so down you to really try turned something on in that boy yeah, it's funny. I seen him. Seen guys were in a duck blind on Virginia waters. Yeah, shooting bluebells. He's yeah. addicted. He's absolutely yeah. addicted. Yeah, we, um, you should walk around like this place with him, because it used to be when we go in the fishing hall. When we go in the fishing hall. Yeah, we go in the fishing hall. 
and next now thing it, sounded, you know, it sounded just like that. Actually, yeah, next he's thing he got you know, ducks. He's like he's got eyes on a, you know, on a uh, like a blind bag. Or Did something. we get him a shotgun yet? Did he do a shotgun? Not yet. We're just. We're, I mean, he's got to get waiters. I think that we put that on him. You know, gotcha. get waiters and then because there's a lot of, we, there's a lot of guns in our camp. So. Gotcha. No, I think it's true though. When he does walk around, anybody here that has taxidermy has anything with ducks and geese. He's turning his head quick. Yeah, is that yeah. blades? Yeah. Is that, I took is that him blades pattern. I took him out <laughs> goose hunting, and we saw hundreds and hundreds of geese that went around us but never over us. And he he was on edge the whole time, thinking they're coming, they're coming, they're coming. Well, I know Stevie will be back next year for sure. He's going to get down and see Captain Mark again and again. And again. I mean, don't write checks he can't cash, but, I mean, probably accurate. He's going down. He's got lots of money. Every time we go fishing down at any pier, he spends $200 in bait. He can go down. <laughs> that's just in bait. Now, you he guys, doesn't eat anything, so that's why. But you guys have experienced Stevie yeah. post-sea duck hunt with Captain Mark. Stevie's exactly the same imagine. way that Hunter was. Yeah, we Post gotta get Stingray him. We gotta hunt. get like, him on. I don't know if I can get. We gotta get Stevie on the Stingray. Babe. Yeah, I can't. I'm imagine. not helping him bring it in. <laughs> well, I would back. Yeah, just back to the middle of the boat. You know, make sure the boat's level. That's all you gotta do, bud. Yeah, you work on that. <laughs> My heart was in the right place. Right. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm not allowed. No longer allowed to touch the guillotine as long as I live. But no, my heart was in the right place. Like a guillotine to a rope. Captain Mark actually has dusted on bowfishing.com and marylandwaterfowl.com. So if you want to jump over there and see what we're talking about, he's got a, he's got some websites there to check out everything that he does on the eastern shore. Do you have anything big coming up for this year? I know that you just redid the boat for Yeah, this the boat year. was done last year. Uh, the duck boat was redone for this past season. Uh, the only thing new that I got really going on, um, exciting, this year, I teamed up with some Costa Del Mar reps, and basically, um, when you get the excuse year after year, I can't see what you're seeing because you got them good glasses on. I tell everybody on the Stingray boat, if the only thing you need to come on this boat is a pair of good polarized sunglasses. Right. Um, yeah, I've been saying some, that for years. Yeah, sometimes people, you know, I tell them you don't need a $250 pair of glasses, but do not buy a $10 pair of glasses. This year... That was I got my problem. This year I got four probably. pair of Costa Del Mars that will be on the boat at any time that anybody on the boat shooting has access to put those glasses on. You don't wow. have to take away so all of There's no excuses, excuses anymore. There's no excuses. The, basically, <laughs> you do not need anything to go bow fishing with me for stingrays this, this year during the summer. That makes it nice. So, I mean, and they're they're using the same same thing that I'm using. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's pretty, pretty cool. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it is. Unfortunately, I just retired from stingray hunting. So, uh, nice. I, guess, I guess we won't be able to see if that's really what my problem was. <laughs> Bless your heart. <laughs> nah, but it's all a good time. And that's pretty much, you know, just trying to do a good job for everybody, as always. You do, bud. Dude, I appreciate that. I'm, a lot of times, too, and you have to recognize that you can only do so much right and you do as much as you humanly can and that's that's what you're, it's very evident well i've said that before on our podcast too it's with all the people that i've ever been out with at all even non-guides just buddies of hunting and i'm pointing at both of these guys that i love dearly stop pointing i've never them. actually had anybody i don't know if you don't know how to work do you know how to stop working it's gotten a little easier to, to hang out and settle down yeah. but yeah i mean it's you just you could take a hundred people out and do great. You only need to take one person out and not do great, and that's what you're going to hear about. Yeah, yeah. So every day, I pretty much wake up with that attitude: like, do the best you can. 
yeah. at the end of the day, make sure everybody's satisfied. And it's not always about what you kill or, or how big you killed. It's just about having a good time right. and, and basically having making sure that their experience, even on a slow day, is a great time yeah. because that's that's the difference between somebody who cares and somebody who doesn't. I think one of the things that I want to tell our listeners, too, is if you're out here in the Outfitter Hall, if you're trying to book a hunt somewhere, and this is specifically with me with Stingrays, because I haven't had the duck hunt, but I'm sure it goes with the duck hunt, too. This is something that you can do. It's not like going on an archery hunt where you're going to sit in a tree stand by yourself, possibly on an Outfitter's property, which is cool if that's what you want, but you can bring all your buddies and do this. It's a hangout session yeah. more than anything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and you just cut up each other every time they miss or, you know. Which is a lot. Yeah. Or if you or shoot you your. Or you or cut or the you, line on somebody yeah, else's stingray. Uh, somebody else's kid, you know, stingray. 12 year old boy. <laughs> I think it was stay record. First stingray. Well, yeah, pretty much stay record. I wasn't going to let him beat me. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen that. <laughs> So, oh, man. Well, no, good luck this year, awesome. Captain Mark. No, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for stopping by. As always, fun. Thank you, brother. No problem. Thanks, Mark. See you.